0: Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. May be seated. In this passage, um, Jesus says that there is only one thing needful. Uh, he says, Martha, you are distracted by many things, but there's only one thing. Um, that's needful. Mary and Martha, Jesus is sitting with Mary and Martha in their house. And uh, he's come over and um, Martha is busy getting everything ready for the meal or whatever housekeeping needs to be done. And it says that Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus, just listening to every word that he says. And like any good sister, Martha looks at her sister and her ability to sit at the feet of the son of god and just says i'm so grateful that you get to do that um no she doesn't she's uh, just like any um sister or or maybe this is uh easier like uh access by your spouse you know when um when when your spouse is uh cleaning and you're sitting i'm mean, i'm not talking about me or I'm talking about them out there. Um, you know, when one spouse is cleaning or doing things around the house, and the other is sitting, let's just pick watching a football game. Uh, and um, what is, the, the, you know, the spouse cleaning, kind of eventually starts cleaning louder. You could say, you know, just <clears throat> you know, a lot of that, a lot of, um, and uh, or, or maybe it's you know, whatever, and, and then eventually something is said, you know, do, do you really need to watch your eighth college football game of the day? And you think, I did, um, but, you know, whatever. Um, uh, Martha is cleaning, and Mary's sitting there, and eventually says, Jesus, you I mean, do you not see what's going on here? Like, I'm I'm doing all the work. She's sitting at your feet. Tell her to get up and help me, and Jesus um, Jesus rebukes her gently, and he says, Martha, Martha, um, you are distracted by many things. Uh, But there's only one thing that's needful. And what what he's telling Martha, the the word in Greek for distracted, um, it really kind of connotes that she's been pulled away. Uh, Given the idea that she wishes that she could be sitting at the feet of Jesus. Uh, And maybe even that originally when Jesus got to the house, she was sitting at his feet. She and Mary were sitting there and then all of a sudden she starts to look around you know, at her house, just like when you have company over and you all sit down in your living room and then um, right over the head of the person who's visiting, you see um, your, your child is drawn all over the wall and you're like, I didn't get that one spot. And then you just can't look at anything else. You're like It's like the whole, you know, and they try to look behind. Are you looking at something? No, don't look. You know, whatever. Um, Martha cannot focus on what Jesus is talking about. So she goes and starts to to... Get busy doing all of this stuff, and it says that um, it distracts her. it pulls her away from the one thing that she was focused on. she gets pulled towards something else and I think um, something about this symbolizes or, or sums up our lives that, that we long for one thing in our life. I mean we really long for that kind of simplicity, that kind of singular focus. everything that we do, we try to um, Drive ourselves towards one thing that kind of sums up our lives. That the human beings, what we long for is, is to really have um, something that we can kind of hang our entire life on, some hanger that we can put all of our of our life um, onto, something that we can put all of our hope in, all of our identity in. Um, and and what we find is often um, we get pulled different directions. Um, because because we're not quite sure what that one thing should be because uh what we keep finding is everything that we try to do that to um, everything that we try to put our attention on ends up not being able to hold it and not being able to hold the weight of it um, maybe maybe it's your career and your you know you really had put all of your weight all of your meaning all of your value into your career and then uh the economy took a turn and you lost your job and then you, you were left trying to figure out, well, who am I? Who am I outside of this job? Who am I outside of this career? Maybe it was your children. And all of your weight, all of your focus, all of your attention was towards your children. Um, and then they left the house. You know, they grew up, they, they, they left the house, and you were left with your spouse going... We need to get to know each other, actually, for the first time, maybe. Uh, and, and who am I now that I'm not a mom? Who am I now that I'm not a dad? Who am I? Um, whatever it might be, that, that we put our our weights, our hopes into things, and we find more and more, more often than not that um, that they, they can't quite hold that um, weight. To, to illustrate this, um, I want to tell you about the first time I ever went whitewater rafting. Um, and uh, I was going on the Nantahala River, which is, um, they tell me a river in North Carolina. I really have no idea. I got in a bus, um, and they dropped me off at a river, you know, and I was like, this must be it. Uh, and um, I was supposed to lead a group of ninth grade boys um, down this river, and I was the, the captain of this Vessel, you know, and um, and they were like, do you have any experience whitewater rafting? I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. I have experienced whitewater rafting. I've seen it on YouTube uh, and um, thought we got this and get to the um, we, we get in the. the the bus. We, we go there, and projecting confidence, like guys, we got this. We, we trust me. Uh, I've done not this before, but close. Um, and uh, we get there, and um, everyone gets out of the bus, and it feels like you're part of like the most adorable invasion ever, where it's like all of these people in these bright colored helmets are all walking in unison with their boats. You're like, this is. I don't know what we're doing, but it feels like we're about to invade downriver and I'm for it uh whoever they are we're going after them and we um we start to go down to the river and we've got our our raft and I look at the raft and I'm like this looks like a great raft like this is exactly what I thought the rafts would look like everything looked um I mean I I had no idea what it was supposed to look like it was the best one I'd ever seen um because it was the only one i had ever seen and uh we get there we we carry it we all carry it together and we put it into the river and it floats and i was like that's the one job it was supposed to do so um and before we had gone they had said look um, this this river is pretty simple, um, and all you do is you're going to go down river, and then about two and a half hours later, and I was like, what? What? Uh, how long? Um, is there a movie on this thing? Uh, and about two and a half hours later, you're going to get to a, a spot where there's going to be a, a big branch that goes over the river, and on the top of the branch is going to be an oar. They're going to they've posted a, an oar um, that the, the paddle end will be pointing left, all right, and that is your signal that about fifty yards down river from that is um, a, a rock in the in the kind of the middle of the river, and you need to go to the left of that rock. All right, they're, they're like that's the, really the only thing is it like you just go straight. For two and a half hours, and then turn left one time, and you're you're there. Um, and I had run track in high school, and um, I knew how to go straight and turn left. I mean, that if it if it got any more difficult, I was not I was gonna be lost. But I felt like I had a handle on um, on that. And so we were going. That was a joke, but anyways. Um, and we were going, and I'm thinking, okay. So all we have to do is go straight, and then at this one part, if you go left. If you go right, there's a there's a part under the rock where. You know, all of you river geologists, I don't know, is that a geologist? It's probably a special word for that. Um, you know, that the, there can be parts under the rock where the, the, the water begins to cycle almost, and it can, it can create a, uh, a vacuum under the, where the water, it, it can suck you under, basically. And they're saying, this is the only part of the river where you could drown everything. I mean, you could drown everywhere else, but you'd have to really try. Uh, and it's saying, like, this is the part where you just need to avoid this, and you're fine. So, okay, I got it. So we, we all get down to the river, put the raft in, it floats, thinking this is so far so good. Um, and I get in and uh, as each boy got into the raft, um, I noticed that my feet uh, began to get wet and I noticed that we're taking on water. Now, again, I had never been whitewater rafting. And they had told me to wear like water shoes when I went. I just thought like, I guess this is part of it, you know, part of you know, part of being in the in the boat is having a little bit of water in there. And so as they all piled in, I was like, well, this is more water than I expected. But again, I've never done this before. So I, and everyone and I'm with a bunch of ninth graders who have also never done this before. Everyone thinks this seems normal. Um, and we took on about five and a half inches of water. And I'm thinking. This seems excessive, but again, there's no no context for this. So we're going to go, and we set off. Now, when I started, um, I was envisioning me going down this river like George Washington crossing the Delaware, right? Like I'm going to be at the bow and just yelling at these ninth graders to row, like or maybe like a Ben Hur style thing. I would just be in the back with a drum, just you know, and just I was going to get these kids down this river faster than anybody else. And um, we get in, and we basically go. The exact speed of the current, um, because we're just sunk in the like we are part of the river. Like we are not like floating on top of the river. We are one with the river, and um, and we are going to go where the river goes, and um, and we're going to go the speed of the river, which is really really slow. And so we set off in about three and a half hours later of me screaming at these ninth graders who I just thought these are the laziest kids I've ever seen every time they row we don't change directions or anything like you're all doing this wrong I was a really really great leader um and uh about three and a half hours later we get to the oar and I'm thinking all right guys this is this is literally what you've been working towards your whole life is to go left right here This is all you have to do is just go where this oar is taking us. We have to go. That's all we have to do is go left, and we'll live. And we go right. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And um, they paddled with all of their might. And I'm not kidding. The farther we we just went straight to the right. I mean, like it wasn't even a question. It wasn't even like an effort being made because we had had, we were just basically. Part of the, the river was just like, nah, you're going right. And uh, we went right uh, right where we weren't supposed to go. I had to get everybody out of the boat onto this sheer rock precipice, just being like, no one fall in. You know, it's like that's the leader, you know, don't. Um, and uh, and I had to get everyone out. I had to pull the raft up, throw it back in the water, pointing the right direction. And eventually, like four hours total, we got um, to the end of the Nantahala. So I'd say all that um, to say... Uh, the boats are not supposed to take on that much water. Just FYI, if you ever go whitewater rafting. But, but my point is that um, the raft we, have, we had was not, it could not bear the weight of all of us. That as we put our weight into the raft, it, it sunk beneath uh, the, the, the current um, because it was faulty. Because it, it couldn't hold that kind of weight. And because of that, we were simply at the mercy of wherever the, the river took us. It was like the Garth Brooks song, but like terrible. Um, and uh, you'll get that on your way to lunch. Um, that's fine. Uh, but you and I, in, in all the things that we try to put out the weight of our life onto, um, you and I, in all the things that we try to put all of our hope onto, all of our confidence into, uh, all of our identity in. Whether it's your career or your children uh, or your your marriage. Remember when you got married, you thought this was the one person. This is all you needed. All you needed in life was this one person. And then like two and a half weeks later, you're like, what have I done? You know, uh, who is this person? Um, when we try to put the weight of our lives onto things, um, they cannot hold the weight. They They cannot hold the weight of who you are because they were never meant to. Instead, we get dragged around as Martha, uh, as Jesus says about Martha, Martha, you're being pulled away. You're being pulled away from uh, what, what Jesus says is the one needful thing. The one thing that you need. And what Jesus says to Mary um, is that uh, the, the one thing that you need in life, the, the one thing that you need to put all of your hope into and all of your identity on and all of your confidence in and everything, the one thing, Is Jesus himself. It's Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to every single word that he says. And that is the one thing that if you put all of your hope in and all of your weight onto and all of your identity in, it will never sink. It will always, always keep you. J.C. Ryle says this, and I'll close with this. J.C. Ryle, a famous Anglican bishop, says, The true Christian's possession shall never be taken from him. He alone of all mankind shall never be stripped of his inheritance. Kings must one day leave their palaces. Rich men must one day leave their money and lands. They only hold them until they die. But the poorest saint on earth has a treasure of which he will never be deprived. The grace of God and the favor of Christ Our riches, which no man can ever take from him, they will go with him to the grave when he dies, and they will rise with him in the resurrection morning and be his for all eternity. Amen.